This podcast is a part of the Newhoff Media Podcast Network. 1490 WDAN. Danville's... Welcome to Newsmakers 1490 WDAN. Linda Bolton with you on the Zoom call this morning. And we've asked Cher Pollock to come back from the uh, women's shelter um, and, and visit with us again. We had her on uh, a while back and she really gave us so much good information and it was such an interesting conversation. So she's back with us today and joining her is Sinead Beasley, who is over the Life Skills program at this shelter and we're this is our first chance to talk to Shanae, but I'm really looking forward to talking to her. Ladies, thank you so much for being with us this morning. Good morning. Good morning. Thank you for having us. Absolutely. So share real quick uh, as we've done in the past, just remind everybody what the uh, women's shelter is, how long it's been around and how uh, your mission and goals, how you serve uh, Vermilion County people. Well, the Crosspoint Domestic Violence and Transitional Shelter Program uh, has been around um, for 30 plus years. Um, We're a comprehensive program with services and shelters, two shelters, our domestic violence shelter and our transitional shelter. And within that, we have a 24-hour hotline, we have groups, we have counseling, we have um, services for children, um, we have our partner abuse intervention program. So a lot goes on inside that building. So Cher, uh, you know, when, we, when you were on before, we talked a lot about domestic violence, which we can't talk enough about because it is such an issue in our community and every community in this country. We just can't deal with relationships. I'm telling you, it's really concerning uh, and is impacting our kids and our future as a community. So it's important that we talk about it. When you were with us before, we did spend a lot of time doing that. And today I wanna focus a little bit more on future because I think sometimes Domestic violence initiates so much emotion and so much concern that we forget there's a future there. There are lives we we worry about getting people to the shelter to be safe. We forget that there's a a future there. And so that's what we're going to talk to Shanae about. But from your perspective, Cher, has this been something that's grown over the years, your focus on futures? I, I believe so, yes. It isn't just as simple as uh, the family splitting up. I think there's there's more emphasis on, you know, the partner abuse intervention program and changing those beliefs and, and ideas about relationships and how that family can come back together. It doesn't always work. And then when it doesn't, we want people to be able to separate in a safe way, safety for everyone and the children. But we're we're eternal optimists. So we believe that we can provide services that will assist in keeping that family together also. Yeah, and, I, and so Shanae, that's what I, one of the reasons I wanna to talk to you. We're gonna to talk to you about what you actually do with 
with teaching life skills and why it matters. But first of all, let's find out about you because you've actually been at this shelter for a long time, 14 years, right? Yes, 14, um, 14 years. Um, so, so let's start with how did you get there in the first place to walk in the front door and how have things changed over those 14 years? Oh my goodness. Um, I done, um, I was going out to the ACC uh, um, taking a human services class. So I done my internship um, at the Y. So I knew about the services and I got 40 hour trained um, and all of that good stuff. And I just, I really, really did have a, a heart, a heart for the individuals that came through the doors. Um, and so when there was a job opening available, um, I stopped in there and I put in my application and I got hired just like that. Uh, and I have been there ever since. So um, a lot of changes uh, since I've come. Um, it was YFRC. Um, then we, you know, we're under um, the cross point umbrella. And I'm thankful for that because it gives us a lot of resources that we can connect with. Um, but with differences in people as well. Um, so the type of issues that we deal with, I think a lot are, you know, mental health services. Um, we see individuals that come through the doors that may need uh, mental health treatment, um, a substance abuse issues. Um, we see that as well. So we've got a lot of trauma um, that are in individuals um, before we can really even unmask to get to the domestic violence. And there's many reasons why an individual might be homeless. They might be homeless due to being in a domestic violence um, relationship. So I've just, I've seen a lot of different changes as um, far as in the, the types of individuals that come through the doors. Um, but same old topic, domestic violence is domestic violence. Yeah, domestic it, violence. Is. It, is. it is. And it has it been is. forever. Um, it is. That power and control is always there. There you go. And it's always about power and control. I keep saying that. That's, um, I swear I think we'll put it on my headstone, power and control, because that's what it's about. That's what sexual violence is about. Yes. It's about power and control. I think, though, the interesting thing, I find domestic violence so interesting in that it has to do with relation. It's not something that you all can sit there and flip a switch and fix because Ooh. it's emotions. It's, it's those, it's that relationship and there's so many factors and it, I think it's changed over the years. You know, it used to be easy to dismiss and, and please, I'm not, I'm not denigrating this, but I'm just saying this is what we did as a society. We kind of, Dismiss, dismissed domestic violence as something mm -hmm. that happens to those people, whoever those people are. Um, right. And a socioeconomic factor, a, a lack of education factor, or whatever. But the reality is domestic abuse and violence happens anywhere, in any household, in any economic structure, in any education level. That's right. Because it's emotions. I think one of the changes I've seen over the years is it's not so secret anymore. That's true. It used to be taboo. Yeah. It was a family issue yeah. that no one wanted to deal with. 
Um, and it's come out into the light now and is more acceptable still. It makes people uncomfortable, but is a little more acceptable to talk about um, and a little more acceptable to reach out and get help. It's just not so secret. Just like sexual assault, I think, exactly. has come out into the light. Um, and, and we've all worked hard to make those issues okay to talk about. Mental health was always taboo. And we've all worked hard to make all those issues okay to talk about and to face and to look at in our community. So no, I, I, totally, that. Yeah, I totally agree with you on that. I think that's why I keep trying to tell people when we talk about sexual assault, we're not talking about sex. You know, and for some reason, everybody automatically goes to that and gets like, mm -hmm. oh, my God, we can't talk about that. No, it has nothing to do with sex at all. Not really. It's just the act, the act is sex. But it's really about power and control. Exactly. And I guess for me, it became a really real uh, through a family member who was experiencing abuse, who was an educated person, had a career, mm -hmm. was perfectly capable, should be of taking care of herself and of walking away and she couldn't do it. And that ended up in suicide. So we have to all face the fact that domestic abuse can affect us in many ways. I think one of the things is we do get too caught up on domestic violence. So he beats her up. The mental abuse is every bit as bad. Yes. All, all the other things that go along with that and is part of what, um, Shanae addresses in her healthy alternatives class, but all of those things are on uh, the power and control wheel, which is a tool we use using coercion, using intimidation, the emotional abuse, the isolation can be huge. You, you're now cut off with family and friends and you're, you've lost your job. Using children, using pets, threatening pets, we don't often think about that. And the other piece, um, and controlling all the finances, and the other word that I think goes in there besides power and control is entitlement. Yeah. Um, we, yeah. you know, someone who's abusive feels entitled to have all the power in their intimate relationship. Yeah, I agree. We're going to go to break and when we come back, we're going to talk to Shanae about some specific things that she's helping people who come to the shelter um, experience and do to uh, change their lives and move forward because there's life after abuse. We just have to help folks get there. I'd like to stop it on the front end, but if it happens, then we want to help them move into a life. We'll talk about that in just a moment on Newsmakers 1490 WDAN. 1490 WDAN. Welcome back to Newsmakers 1490 WDAN. Linda Bolton with you this morning on the Zoom call. And I am with Cher Pollock of the Women's Shelter, a cross point at the Y Women's Shelter. And Shanae Beasley, who uh, has been at the shelter for 14 years, seen a lot and helped a lot of folks. And she oversees all the life skills training. So Shanae, let's take a minute. Let's talk about that because among the many myths and misunderstandings about domestic abuse uh, and in the fact that many people think it's only physical when actually some of the worst comes from the, uh, the, the psychological abuse that happens, 
there's a lot of folks out there who are in a relationship. They may have good jobs, be well-educated, but they don't handle bills. They don't do this because the person they're with controls how everything is done. So they come into a situation where they, they may see the end of a relationship and they don't know what they're going to do because they don't know how to handle anything. And some people would look at that and go, well, for God's sakes, it's just paying bills, but it's a big deal. If you don't, you don't know what you don't know until That's you don't true. know it. That's true. Talk a little bit about how you work with folks. Okay. I always tell individuals, especially um, when they're coming through, this is a stepping stone. And as a stepping stone, you're here to get what you need to get in order to be successful outside of the doors. Um, so one of the things that um, individuals are given is a case care coordinator um, upon their arrival. They work hand in hand with that case care coordinator um, to try to determine um, what we need to focus on first. Uh, but in the meanwhile, the life skill classes go on. We have those nonstop. Um, and in them, just like you said, far as for the money, maybe he did handle the money. Maybe he spent all the money on drugs or she spent all the money on drugs because it's men and women. I want to be very, very um, straightforward with that. Yes. Um, but we look at far as for budgeting. Did they budget the money well? Or are they ones that, well, oh, I need my hair and my nails done. So I'm going to go ahead and spend my entire check that I got on that instead of looking at some of the needs that are more prevalent. Um, instead of a want. So we look at budgeting. Uh, I think budgeting is a, a key component. Um, one of the, uh, another life skill class that we work on, um, self-esteem. Through the whole process, whether you're in a domestic violence relationship or whether you're homeless, that self-esteem takes a battering yes. um, itself. So we, we want to get them to start to believe in themselves and then also see the beauty that each of them possess. Uh, every one of us, we're unique um, and we have something beautiful to offer this world. A lot of times because of the beating and the beating and the beating, they lose track in who they are, the beauty, the joy that they have within their own laugh. Um, so uh, self-esteem, I think, is one of the biggest things that I try to work with because they need to start to believe in themselves, have confidence in themselves um, that they can get their life back you know, for themselves as well as for their children. Um, so it is very necessary to try to build um, that trust with individuals um, as they come through those doors, because in order to heal, you got to be able to say, I, this is what's wrong. Um, this, and keep it a hundred percent real. Um, yeah. Don't, don't put on rose colored glasses and see something that's not there. Keep it real. Um, this is what you're here for. These are the issues. Um, and this is what I need to deal with. And a lot of times individuals will say, yes, my self-esteem is way, way, way down there. Um, and I need help with that. Um, we also um, look at credit repair. Credit repair. Um, what's on your credit report? Did somebody go and charge up all of these items and you have no idea? So when you go and try to purchase a home, your credit score is so low. So we try to introduce them um, to those type of topics um, far as for life skill classes. Um, we have Janice Coleman. She comes from Goodwill. 
She comes and um, teaches about um, resumes um, so that they can get out there and um, in employment. You know, so I am glad to, that we have an individual like that that's willing to come to the doors um, and add their advice as well. Um, Absolutely. Well, so I'm going to interrupt you here. Cher, talk for just a minute uh, about the reality of this, because I think it's the part that many people who are not experiencing this, uh, any kind of abuse in any way, physical or mental, have trouble understanding that a woman could be so psychologically beaten down, yet clinging so hard, not wanting to press charges and wanting to make it okay. Somehow or other, I'm going to fix him. Or he says, somehow or other, I'm going to fix her. You do see that a lot. And, and, I, and I think it's something that people don't really realize is very real in this whole thing. Well, if you look at our society, in our society, who's held responsible for the relationship? Um, and if we're say, using the label men and women, women have been the ones that have been held responsible for maintaining the relationship. So then when there's abuse, they're also held responsible. And part of... Oh, yeah. Yes. And so then the question becomes, people ask, well, why doesn't she just leave? Why, why does she stay there? Rather than asking the question, why does he abuse? And what can we do to stop that? Um, and then all that, the, the big characteristic is that projection of blame. And, you know, that's a piece that erodes self-esteem like Shanae was talking about, but also reinforces that idea that the victim is at fault. It's something they're doing or not doing that's causing this. And that gives them the false belief, the hope that they can change it. Um, and so that's why we see people come in and out of our program uh, maybe up to seven times is a st statistic, but our view is, and our philosophy is, every time someone comes through our door, they learn more, they grow more, they get more information, they get more pieces that help their self-esteem, that help their self-concept, that help them know they are to blame, um, and um, that's that's the magic, I think. Yeah, yeah, it is. It's getting someone to that point where they can believe in themselves. And that's, you know, that's not an easy road for anybody. So um, it, it, I, we appreciate the help that you're giving in that. Yeah, you're just saying you're thinking, Wilbur and I watched a series recently on Netflix that was probably the most terrific one I've ever seen in my life, which depicted abuse mm -hmm. just day to day. And it was just painful to watch. I mean, I got to the point where I, I really got to where I almost couldn't take it anymore because it was so hard to watch somebody go through something like that and know that it's reality. It yeah. is really what is being done out there. We're going to go to break. Be back in just a moment to Newsmakers 1490 WDAN. 1490 WDAN. Welcome back to Newsmakers 1490 WDAN. Linda Bolton with you this morning on the Zoom call with Cher Pollock from Crosspoint at the Wise Women's Shelter. 
or shelter, I should say, because all, all folks can use that shelter. Um, and uh, Shanae Beasley, who heads up life skills uh, training and uh, programs at the uh, shelter, which helps people who come to the shelter seeking help. They're seeking safety from a, from a difficult situation, but they still got to go on with their lives. And that's what Shanae's there to do, to help them build the skills and build their self-esteem and get on with their lives because there is, li there is life after domestic abuse. Uh, we just have to help them get there. So share, we've, we've, we asked this before, I'm going to ask it again, some things for people to keep in mind. I, again, we are, we are better now. We will talk about this. Uh, whereas before it would be whispered at a cocktail party or whatever. Now people actually do talk about it. And we know it's men and women, and we know it's every socioeconomic realm of this community and every other community. But what are some things to look for? What are some things to be concerned about? And what are some things to suggest that maybe it's time for somebody to get help? Well, again, I think um, if you're, I always say, if you're hearing the word, if your neighbor or your daughter or your niece is using the word, he lets me, or yeah. she lets me. To me, that's a big red flag. I wanna pay attention um, and I want to be able to reach out my hand if that person needs help. I think so many times our expectation is the victim will just leave, just leave. And we get impatient and if they don't and we don't stick with them and the best thing to do is to stick with them and be involved with that family so that he or she knows that help is out there so that's a big piece i think it's a big red flag to me and it's but it's a but it's a tricky road um if somebody is in that situation because there's so much or appears to be so much fear and anxiety and emotions surrounding that it's kind of a tricky thing to deal with you kind of just i guess if you're somebody seeing that or hearing that you have to be careful about what you say or do to not aggravate the situation because the control issue is so big the control issue is so big and and the fear is big and hard to overcome um, so yes, you you do want to be careful. Although I I tend to be a little bolder, <laughs> and I don't think it's I don't think there's anything wrong with the abuser knowing you see it. Yes, yeah. what you're doing. I'm, I'm and, with you on that. <laughs> yes, but helping helping the victim make a safety plan, which is how she can be safe wherever she is in her job or home or how to how to get out when she thinks there's going to be violence. Um, you know, just make a little piece of paper. Here's my phone number, put that, you know, someplace safe, anything like that, um, that is going to tell him or her that you're here for them, no matter what, no matter what your decision is, we're going to stick by you. Yeah. It's a, like I said, this is not a flip the switch or the easy button that everything is okay. This is a long process. Ladies, I thank you so much for being with us today. Cher, what's your number there if somebody has questions, just wants to maybe get some information? Our, our main number is 217-446-1217. And our 24-hour hotline is 888-549-1800.
Ladies, thank you so much for being with us. We've just barely touched the surface on this, so we're going to keep talking. I don't care if October is the month we're supposed to be aware of it. We're going to keep talking because all right. we, uh, we, we live it all year. We live it we all need, year. We need to shine a light on it and help people get on with their lives. Nobody should have to live in fear mm -hmm. um, like many people do. So thank you both for what you do every single day. And we will talk to you again soon. Take thank care. You. Thank you, thank Linda. You. Talk to you soon. All right. Have a safe weekend. Uh, don't get too crazy on your Halloween party. And hey, do something novel. Wear a mask. Take care of other people besides just yourself. That'd be nice for a change to think about somebody else. And join us in the studio on Monday. We'll be talking to Bob McIntyre and Greg Duckett from Gregory's Academy because they are getting ready to do a production of Scrooge. Join us on Newsmakers 1490 WDAN. I'm Linda Bolton. Danville's Talk Station, 1490 WDAN Danville, W284DD Danville, and online at vermilioncountyfirst.com. You've been listening to the Newhoff Media Podcast Network. For more, visit newhoffmedia.com.